Ashley Brock Green Iron Palmer's book, A Man of Means, Chapter 9. You're making a habit of this lately, Ray murmured as he carried Meredith up the stairs to the garage apartment. I never figured you for a fainter, Meredith, he added dryly. He was still bareheaded, but he wasn't grim now. He was smiling. Of course I fainted. I picked up a poisonous snake, she gasped, still in shock. Well, you've got guts, woman. I'll give you that. He said with a slow smile, shifting her a little closer. Picked up a poisonous snake with a stick and carried it all the way to the barn. It didn't bite you. Now I've heard everything. It did hiss a little, she called It had eaten three eggs, he murmured. Probably it was too busy to digest and to care when at the time. Lucky for you. She laid her cheek against his broad shoulder. And held on tight. She had a sudden It didn't bite you, she asked. It didn't get a chance. Didn't you hear the shot? I got it as it was crawling down from the corn bed onto the floor, he chuckled. If it hadn't gotten it, though, Bandit would have. King snakes are natural enemies of any poisonous snakes. They eat them. I hate to kill even a copperhead, but we can't have poisonous snakes around the livestock, or the men, or especially... He added with a warm glance at her. In the in-house, at the very least, a bite from one could put a man in the hospital. She shivered, and her arms sat around her neck. I was so proud of myself, she murmured. I had no idea I was taking my life in my hands. It didn't look exactly like the other snake, but the pat patterns were sort of similar. I know about snake bites because I've helped treat them, but I don't know one snake from another unless I see pictures of them, she added defensively. You'll learn. He kissed her forehead with breathless in her. My brave girl, he whispered. You'll never know how scared I was when Wick came running to tell me what you were doing made soft little ripples of pleasure run through her body when he said that he was being protective about her she closed her eyes and drank in the warm nearness of him the easy strength of his arms as he carried her she felt safe as she never felt in her whole life it was nice to lean on somebody strong just for a little while he felt the vulnerability he told himself that he wouldn't take advantage of it but who was he kidding she was soft and cuddling like this, and it was almost involuntary action when his mouth slowly moved over hers. As he reached her door, the pressure was light, comforting. She sighed under the warmth and delight of it, and her lips parted just at the least little bit. His whole body contracted with desire at the faint response. He looked down at her half-closed misty eyes with growing hunger. Her look was as new as the tenderness. She couldn't tear her eyes away from the dark hunger in his. She forgot the snake the snake the scare the people outside in the yard everything he bent back to her and she met his mouth hungrily with her own her arms clinging fiercely to his shoulders he groaned aloud it was too soon but he didn't care he managed to open the door and closed it behind him making a beeline for the neatly made up bed he barely took time to put her down on the coverlet before his body slid against her and over her own his arms under her taking his weight while his mouth made new demands on her innocence he lifted his head as torturous few seconds later, and his eyes blazed into her own. One lean hand slid deliberately under the hem of her tank top. At the same time, one long, powerful leg eased between both of hers, and his hard mouth began to tease around the corners of her mouth. Danger will do it every time, he murmured deeply. Will do what? She asked, burning with new longing. As his hand began to move up her ribcage toward the little lacy bra she was wearing under the top. This, his mouth open on her, became quickly insistent. While he kissed her, his fingers found the catch on her bra and flicked it open. She stopped once she felt his hands on her flesh that had never known a man's touch before. He looked at his head and looked in her eyes. I know, it's new territory, he said gently. His fingers stroked the delicate, warm flesh. As lightly as we try to think of it as a rite of passage. <laughs> she felt strange new sensations. There was a tightening, a swelling, 
in her breast as he touched him. She lifted involuntary, and her eyes mirrored her, her surprise. Innocence is a rare, rare thing these days. <laughs> he said her lip, I respected. You better thank your lucky stars that I do. He added as his mouth bit hungrily at her, because with an experienced woman, I'd lock the door and I won't hesitate a minute. She felt the words like the caress of his hands on her body. She moaned huskily under the deepening crush of his mouth. She felt his tongue tracing her lips, teasing under them, darting in and touching him with drawing she felt his teeth too and essential caresses that only intensified the new sensations he was teaching her to feel she felt her back arch again as he traced around the curves of her breast without ever touching the hard top nipple she wanted him to touch it her body ached to have him touch it she didn't understand why it should be such a violent achy need he laughed in a soft sexual way is this what you want he caught the nipple between his thumb and forefinger, and she lifted off the bed with a sharp cry. Heat spread over her, through her. Her short nails dug into his back fiercely, and she gasped with Baby, he ground roughly, roused by unexpected air. Baby, you turned me on so hard. <laughs> the top was suddenly around her collarbone, and his mouth... His mouth was right on her nipple, suckling her while his tongue tasted the hardness with a subtle caress that made her shiver. Her hands caught in the thick strands of his dark hair and held him to her body while he explored it with his mouth. She'd never imagined that she was capable of such so much passion and so unexpectedly swift. He could do anything to her, and she didn't have the willpower to stop him. Even a simple no was beyond her now. She wanted more. She wanted his eyes on her, his hands on her. She wanted his body closer, as if he knew that both lean hands moved up from her waist and onto her soft breast. His fingers were rough from hard work, but their touch was pure heaven. She caressed his neck, moving rhythmically with each slow brush of his fingers, lost in pressure. He lifted his head to look at what he'd uncover. She was beautiful, not too big or too small. She was just right. He loved the way her body moved when he touched it. He loved knowing how innocent she was. He'd never been with an innocent. Making love to one was a whole new experience, with levels of pleasure he never tasted. Her soft little moans excited him, as much as those enthusiastic fingers caressing his back. He felt his eyes, and she opened hers, looking up at him. Am I doing it right? She was breathlessly. His body taunted even more. Yes, he was just right. He bent drew his mouth gently over hers with a soft, cherishing pressure. He felt it open under his, felt her arms pulling at him. It wasn't a good idea to let this go any further than it already had. While he was thinking it, he was moving slowly between her long legs until his body rested in the fork of hers. He eased down against her, letting her feel those slow burgeoning of his body against her belly she caught her breath he heard it and lifted his head his eyes were smoldering with desire his body was rigid with it he was getting little surges of instant pleasure that ran the length of his spine her hips moved as they were responding helplessly to the touch of him she was making him ache like hell his hand moved her hip and bent into the soft flesh still in the faint movement of her hips instantly well rested while he rested on the elbow of his other Meredith, he said so that will get you seduced right now <laughs> she felt hot all over her mind seemed barely under her control she searched his dark eyes with wonder her hands were against his shirt right on the buttons she felt him against the lower part of her body and it felt right <laughs> It felt wonderful. She wanted to wilt under him and tipped him into intimacy. He had contract 
his hand contraction and he gave her a wise challenging stare as he read the look on her don't do it he said i'm years ahead of you in your experience but i can still lose my head you don't want me to do that not really she pulled out a stabling breast her heart was still waking around at the walls of her chest as if she'd been running race are you sure i don't want you to do that i mean if you get me pregnant i'll marry you she said breathlessly and with dead best humor honest he looked at her as if he could couldn't believe his ears the passion drained out of him replaced by how amusement he started laughing damn you that wasn't fair <laughs> he keeps, well i like that you're laughing in here i made you a solemn promise he persisted eyes oh he rolled away from her sat up on the edge of the bed trying to lean hand through his disheveled hair he lay down now you've got fingerprints and lipstick and perfume all over me the men will allow themselves sick if i go to work smelling like a flower garden <laughs> she took down her top and gave him an empty screen we could rush into my bathroom and shower it off together, she offered wickedly. And he laughed again. He never laughed as much in his life as he did with her. Was this was was this the way she'd been before the tragedies of the past year had had her marred her life? She said she didn't date much, but how in the world could men ignore a sweet pretty little woman like that? <laughs> I can't believe you spent your weekends watching television with your father, he remembered. I don't I work on the weekends. She sat up, reaching under her blouse to refasten the bra. He unsnapped. She wondered why she didn't feel embarrassed. Seven days a week for the past six months, she said honestly. Before that, six days a week, and I had to rest on Sunday. I usually work ten-hour days, sometimes longer, if I have an emergency. He didn't like, you don't have any free time, do you? She sure did. I've been dedicated to the job since I got out of college. I know, men. He murmured with a speculative glance. Well, there was one I liked very much. We went out together for four months, and I was very nearly in love with him. But he never touched me. I thought he was building up to it or something, she said. Then I saw him with another man. She said he thought of me as a friend. I thought of him as a boyfriend. I sort of lost confidence in myself after that. It happens in the modern world, he replied quietly. Before that, I had crushes on boys who never noticed me, except to ask me to help them with math or chemistry. She searches us. Of course, I didn't exactly look like this until last year. How did you look? He asked curiously. She got off the bed, went to her purse, and took out a plastic insert. She pulled a photo from behind a credit card and handed it to him. His eyes wanted good heavens. <laughs> she went, I was 60 pounds overhead. Overweight and I couldn't lose it at all. I guess I tried every diet known to man. Then I took nutrition classes and learned how to get it off the sensible way. That's why I know so much about low-fat cooking. Look from the photo to her and smile. You're you were pretty before too. He says, you know, Meredith, it's not the outside that attracts people. It's what you are. How you treat other people that makes friends of them. <laughs> You risked your life to save my brother, then you stayed with him until his family came. I wasn't very flattering to you when we first met, but I've had a lot of time to think about what you did. You're good people. Really good people. She flashed and cleared her Hey, she gave him a chivvy's look. So, would you like to get married Friday, or is it Monday better for you? She added with a granny joke. Sorry, I have to wash my dogs. She said, rejected again. He pursed his lips and let his eyes run over his own. You can lie back down and we can discuss it again. Absolutely not. I only have so much willpower. You shouldn't throw yourself at a woman that way unless you're asking to be seduced. It's unfair. You're not bad yourself, kid. He murmured with a warm smile. He got up. I've got to go back to work. Come here. She went to him. Changed your mind? Yes, I can get a ring today. He put a finger on him. 
How do I smell? <laughs> Is that all you want? Good lord, you got me all the way over here to smell you? He bent kissed her ugly, pulling her so close that she could feel him against every cell of her body. But before she could cling, he put her away. How do I smell? <laughs> he persisted, she sniffed. You smell like aftershave. He went and sniffed her in front. You're not wearing perfume, are you? She shook her. I'm allergic to most strong fragrances. You smell like flowers. She smelled herbal shampoo. Flowers don't bother me. Well, real ones do sometimes, but not flowery scents. I can use scented shampoos and wear one or two colognes, but no perfumes. They're too strong. At least I don't smell womanly, he said with walking on. I'll never live that down. She cocked her head and of him. There goes the shower. She said he tapped her nose. Now cut that out. His fingers traced the fading bruises on her cheek and jaw in his eyes. He'll never touch you again. I swear he won't. He said in a low, dangerous tone. Her heart lifted up to look at her. Oh my, aren't we getting possessive? She teased. He didn't smile. Careful when we told her. I'm not teasing. Her eyes widened with soft and like wonder. Hasn't anyone ever stood up for you? He asked curiously. Kiss my brother, but he never had to protect me from daddy. I know it looks really bad, but my father was the most gentle man on earth till he lost mama and Mike. He goes crazy when he drinks and he never remembers what he did. Her eyes fell to his chest, toyed with his shirt buttons, wandering absently out. It would feel to smooth her fingers over his bare chest. I miss my brother terribly, she added him. I'm sure you do. And your mother? She and I weren't really very close. She confessed. She searched his dark eyes. You see, what Daddy yelled about her that night you were at the house was pretty much true. She was a very attractive woman, and she had lovers. She went, I hated knowing that. You can't imagine what it did to Daddy. She even bragged about them. She doesn't sound like much of a wife, he murmured. She didn't like act like one either. She did love to spend money, though. That's why she picked rich lovers. <laughs> Their face cloud. I was so ashamed of her. I guess she saw herself as a modern woman. I'm not. There's a big difference between sleeping with someone you truly love and jumping in bed with anyone who has some money. He nodded and touched her soft soma. She soured you on men, hasn't she? <laughs> sort of. Unlike until you came along. At least he made it without looking at him. She stared at his shirt, but bad temper and all, you've got some wonderful qualities. He gave her a weary look. Oh, I have to tell my brothers. They didn't know. She chuckled. Thanks for letting me come here to heal anyway. Hold on, that sounds like goodbye, Meredith. She sighed, her fingers still on his butt. I can't stay much longer, she said suddenly, even though I'd like to. My boss is sure to end it as it is, and the woman filling in for me doesn't like leaving her kids in daycare. She retired when she had the second one. Retired. Yes, she was keeping two kids in daycare, ate up her whole paycheck. She lifted her eyes to him. Since her husband got a raise, it was actually cheaper for her to stay home with the kids than it was to work. She loves it. There's a strange look on his face. He rubbed his fingertips over her short fingernails. Would you want to stay home with your kids? She stared at him, transfixed. Yes, I would. Those first few years are so important. If I could find any way to do it, I would, even if I have to sacrifice some little luxuries. <laughs> that would be tricky. You're a, high tra you're a highly trained professional. One of my friends was a highly trained doctor, she replied. She gave up her job and stayed home with her little boy until he was in kindergarten. Even then, she arranged her schedule so that she'd be there when he got home in the afternoons. He was frowning. His fingers were still smoothing over hers. He wanted to ask if she thought she could get used to ranch life and snakes. He was afraid to say so. The act of commitment was still very new to him. He couldn't rush her. He sighed. What does your father do, by the way? He asked something. Oh, he teaches in the veterinarian department of his college in Houston. His aunt still He's a veterinarian. <laughs> he has a doctor in veterinary medicine, yes. Why? Wheels were turning in his head. He stared at her thoughtfully. 
Well, they have a job to go back to after the troubles he's had with the law. You're very perceptive, she said after a minute. Actually, no, he won't. The college phoned before his last bender and told him not to come back. Can't blame them either, she added out sadly. What would he do, what would it do to a college's image to have an alcoholic on staff with a dangerous temper? Not much, he Did he drink before the shooting? Never, not even a beer, she replied, but he's set records in the past six months i couldn't get him near a treatment center at least he's in one now not only any but improving by the day ray said on he'd like you to come see him i can run you up there sunday if you'd like to go that was surprising you've spoken to him she asked he not had leo von coulter he has contacts who helped arrange it he turned a deep breath your father seems pretty rational right now of course he isn't drinking either, his high start. I meant exactly what I said. He'll never touch you again in anger. When he's sober, he never would. I can't believe he really wants to see me, she asked tauntingly. He brushed his hand against her. He loves you. I'm sure you love him, too. You don't throw people away because they make a mistake, even a bad one. You get help for them. I tried. Sure you did, but it's better this way. When he comes home, we'll decide where to go from there. For now, I'll drive you to Houston on Sunday to see him. Want to go? Oh, yes, he said, expression was soft, wondering, you do that for me? He's want anything you want, kiddo, he murmured. So at least I could eat for the only woman who's ever proposed to me. She pursed her lips and gave him an image We can lie down and talk about it. No, we couldn't. He told her firmly and chuckled as he removed her hands from his shirt. I have to get back to work. I was in the middle of a meeting when you did your snake charmer routine. I left 12 employees sitting in the boardroom with glasses of water and no ashtrays. At least six of them smoked despite all the regulations. I expect they'll attack the other six with chairs by now, or vice versa. I've got to get back quick. I'd love to go Sunday, she said. Fine, we'll run you up there Sunday afternoon. We can go to church first. Her eyebrows lifted. I'm Methodist. <laughs> so are we. This is the date. He opened the door before he went out. He his back over his own. And you stay out of the hen house for the rest of the day, will you? Anything for my prospective fiance, she said with a threat. Then he got the gesture of her arm. He shook his head and walked out, still chuckling. Later, she wondered what he meant about making decisions with her father got out of rehab. She didn't dare think too hard about it, but it sounded very much as if he wanted to go on looking out for her. She was a modern woman. She could look out for herself, but it was kind of nice to have a man act protective and possessive, especially one like Ray, who didn't seem the sort to do it habitually. She remembered the hunger in his lean body when he held her, when he kissed her. She remembered the strange tenderness he reserved for her. He was an adventure, just being around him. They've known each other such a short time, really. But she felt as if she'd known him her all her life. The thought of going back to Houston without him was suddenly frightening. She did routine things until Sunday, except that when she gathered eggs, she was overly cautious about going in the hen house. She learned from Ray that snakes often traveled in pairs, so she was careful to look before she stepped anywhere that the ground was covered. She made something of a legend among the Hart Ranch hands already. They removed their hats when she walked by, and they spoke in her respected tones. It's really strange, she remarked at the dinner table on Saturday evening, glancing from Leo to Ray. The men seem sort of in awe of me, Ray chuckled and exchanged an amused look with his brother. They are. None of them has ever picked up a copperhead on a stick. It let me, she reminded him. That's the awesome thing, Leo remarked. You see, Meredith, copperheads have a nasty reputation for attacking without provocation. It's kind of mystic, what you did. He pursed his lips and gave her a teasing glance over his butter biscuit. Any snake charmers in your family?
No, but Mike had a pet boa for a while until it ate one of the neighbor's rabbits. She said, Yuck! Roy said it shivered. It was an accident, Meredith insisted. It escaped out the window and was gone for two, three weeks. We figured it was starving because it hadn't been fed in so long. Besides that, she added, the rabbit was vicious. It attacked everybody who opened the cage. Why did the neighbor keep rabbits? He sold them for me for a special Thai grocery store. Rachel, maybe the boa was reincarnated taste tester. He missed the amendment. <coughs> I wouldn't eat a rabbit if I was starving. On the other hand, snakes not too so bad. Remember when we were in Arizona on that hunting trip, camping out, and our guide caught that big juicy rattling? Sure did. <laughs> Ray agreed on it. Tasted just like chicken. Obviously, that was a private joke because the brothers looked at each other and burst out laughing. What became of the boa? Leah asked, interested. Interested? Mike had just sold it to a breeder, she recalled sadly. He was engaged to the sweetest, kindest girl I ever know. It devastated her when he was killed. They had to sedate her for two days, and she couldn't even go to the funeral. She shook her head. I feel, so, I feel as sorry for her as I did for Dad and me. What happened to her? Leo asked. She finished her coffee. She became a missionary and went to South America with a group of them. She went. She had the worst luck. It was that plane that was mistaken for drug smugglers and shot down. I think she was one of the survivors, but she didn't come back to America with the others. Poor kid. Racing. Colton was upset over the shooting for a long time, too. They were called. She was between you and me. He was sweet on Mike's girl, but too much of a gentleman to do anything about it. He thought the sun rose. The, he thought the sun rose and set on Mike. I never knew. Meredith said something. Neither did Mike or the girl. Leah added with a smile. Coulter's a clam. He never talks. Is he still with the Texas Rangers? Meredith asked Leonard. Got promoted to lieutenant just recently. He's good at his job. She pushed back from him. If you two are through, I'll just wash up. Ray's gonna drive me to see my dad tomorrow. What a sweet guy. Leo exclaimed with a wide-eyed look at his brother. He's being nice to me because I'm the only woman who ever proposed to him. Mary's volunteered with a wicked grin. He feel guilty because he turned me down. Good. I'll marry you, Meredith. You volunteered. You just name the time and place and I'll buy a new suit. Shut the hell up. Ray said curtly and he hit his brother with a Stetson. Leo protected his shoulder. Meredith, he's picking on me. He will. Do you want biscuits for breakfast? She asked Ray. He stopped flogging his brother. All right. But only for biscuits, Ray said he got up and deliberately bent and kissed Meredith right in front of Leo. Don't stay up too late. Leo and I, Leo and I have to check the livestock in the barn. Okay. Wear a jacket. She's just smiling up at him. He bent and brushed his mouth against her one time. One more time. It's not cold. It is. Wear a jacket. She insisted he sighed and made a fast, made a face, but he picked up his lightweight denim jacket from the hat stand by the back door as he went out. Leo followed him, but with a new expression on his face. He'd seen something he hadn't expected during that teasing exchange. He wondered if Ray realized that he was in love with the sweet little biscuit-making woman, and unless he missed his guess, it was mutual. End of chapter 9.